Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and I've been sat now for what seems like an eternity but in reality is about 15 to 20 minutes wondering what the hell I was going to say in the intro section of the podcast. So it dawned on me that the easiest thing to say was to say that I've been sat for 20 minutes wondering what the hell I was going to say for the introduction bit of the podcast and with that we'll move on and have a little bit of that twangy guitar monday i don't think i've mentioned this before um, but we're going away uh, to Spain for half term. I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but we're planning on have, taking a family holiday and getting over to Spain um, sort of towards the end of, well, it's the 22nd of October that we're due to fly. Um, and we've taken the f- the flights that we've had booked and kept moving and we've taken the deposit that we've you know we've had for a long while and we've just used those things up um and we've uh, and, and made the decision that we were just going to try and go so when when they changed the rules to make it easier um to effectively go at half term which involved um not having to do the tests while you're out there so there wasn't the risk of having to isolate in in Spain, if it turned out you you you'd caught COVID on the way out, but you could actually get back. So, um, with that in mind, it was like right. Well, we we we're going to do it because I am just ready for a break. And I know we went to Cornwall in the summer, but um, that whilst that was a really nice time, I'd, I wouldn't class that as the kind of just sat in the sunshine with a book, relaxing holiday. Now there was a lot of debate about whether. It's going to be warm enough in that part of Spain we're going to, but I think as far as the forecast is concerned, it's looking like being about 25, 26 degrees and sunny while we're there. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. That is more than warm enough to sit outside in a pair of shorts and, and, and read a book and just you know while away a few hours. So I think in that respect, if, if that's what we end up getting, and let's face it, anything from 20 degrees upwards in sunshine, you're probably going to take. Um, so so based on all those things, we made the decision and everything's booked and we're about ready to go. And we're just now trying to work out whether we're going to need PCR tests when we get back or whether the government will have got itself sorted out and we can actually take lateral flows when we get back and that's the the next bit of the, the one of the last few bits of the challenge to work out however rumbling in the background is the fact that we're now getting close to being in that dark period whereby if anybody falls foul of covid from the 12th of october onwards then then that then becomes a holiday that we have to cancel and of course, there's not a lot you can really do um, ahead of that, uh, outside of you know deciding that you're going to risk all going to some form of super spreader event, um, because you can't, you know, you, 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 yes, you could put yourself at more risk of catching it, but of course, you're not going to do that because there's a very good chance it could be fairly, you know, grotty for a week or so. So. We 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 had that moment. There was that realization. Uh, Alice and I looked at each other the other night and sort of went, "It's it's coming up, isn't it? It's the early part of next week. If you know, if um, if if anything past that time, and let's say that you know one of the kids comes home from school 
Thursday, Friday next week saying I don't feel too great and we get a positive test, then that's that's it. It's it's it has to be cancelled. Now we managed to get some insurance and that's uh and it does cover it does cover for COVID as well. Um but it's it's at the moment it's not the getting the cash back it's actually missing the holiday because there's a there's 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 a, a sunshine chill chilled out holiday and it's in it's in the sites it's there and it's in the sites um and and yet anything that happens from you know what will it be it'll be um sort of tuesday onwards it it, it could easily all just fall apart and it's of course, with everything that's gone on in the scheme of things, it's not that important. But bearing in mind what happened with the you know the break in the summer and and how that kind of got you know moved around a bit because of something, and and in the end we 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 rescued quite a bit of that. When you're talking about just seven days in in Spain versus you know the fact you could take yourself in a car to Cornwall, then anything past the twelfth, and it's and 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 we goosed for want of a better term. <laughs> It started to become evident this week that a lot of the problems that appear to be floating around at the moment um, are either not the fault of the government or certainly it isn't the intention or the um, expectation that government will solve them. And this is all the briefings that have started to emerge over the weekend and in, in ahead of Boris's speech. Uh, and I'm getting the impression that Boris is trying to get a lot of stuff out of the way before his speech, because I imagine his speech is going to be light on a lot of stuff, um, certainly detail, but it'll probably be very, very heavy on, um, I would have thought, probably gags or um, very heavy on um, optimism. Um, blind, probably, but certainly optimism. Um, and And this has come really as a kind of a HGV driver update. Um, so at the beginning, and obviously this is inextricably linked with the petrol crisis as well, but at the beginning we were very much told that, that anything to do with HGV drivers is absolutely nothing to do with Brexit. Nothing to do with Brexit, whatever. It's a pandemic thing, it's not a Brexit thing, because that would be suggesting that what was la- you know, labelled Project Fear uh, was somehow actually accurate all along. Um, so that was definitely not an issue. It wasn't. It wasn't a Brexit thing, and it was something that was happening all across Europe. Okay, and that be the HGV drivers, not the petrol, because that's not happening anywhere else. Uh, that appears to be happening. In fact, I was listening to a podcast this week where somebody had actually phoned a friend who was living in Afghanistan to be told that um, uh, if you if you if you've got enough fuel to get you to Afghanistan, there's plenty of fuel at their pumps, so that's not a major problem. And there's no queuing. Um, but. We we now find ourselves having gone from the it's nothing to do with Brexit story and it's happening all over Europe story, we're now backpedalling a bit. Now it's part of the Brexit transition and it's actually a healthy part of the Brexit transition because what now needs to happen to move us into the next phase of, of you know, of prosperity is for um, for business to effectively start paying more and doing more in terms of conditions to make these jobs more attractive to um, to British workers um, and resolve all the issues themselves. Now, I don't quite know what that means, whether that means you pay more for drivers and you pay um, to improve infrastructure, um, but you just take that out of profit. Um, because if you're not going to take that 
out of profit, then surely that's going to bring about inflation. Um, surely at some point, if you know, I, I don't know if maybe I'm getting something or I'm misconstruing something, but if you want, if you want business to pay higher wages, um, which is fine by the way, and I've got nothing against higher wages in the slightest, but if you want business to pick up the slack and and do it by turning us into a high wage economy, then surely everything's going to cost more. Um, and if everything's going to cost more, then you're going to need the higher wages to pay for the fact that everything's costing more. And I lived through it. I lived through this in the eighties. Inflation was something that the conservatives and traditionally conservatives have had a huge, huge problem with a huge problem with the whole prospect of inflation. But I'm not seeing a route out of this without inflation being the natural consequence. Um, we don't have we don't have people who will do the jobs that we need to be done for the amount of money that, that currently we're paying because apparently we've been too reliant on um on on you know on the low wage um uh, economy uh, you know based based around people who've come into this country and done jobs under the freedom of movement so i'm a little bit at a loss really i'm not quite understanding where we are other than it appears to it appear now and everything appears now to be the fault of somebody else to resolve um so i'm not quite sure what that means we're going to learn from from boris this week or what we're actually going to get from this government um we'll probably well i, I guess we're going to be told that for the last 10 years all these problems have been stored up as if magically it wasn't a conservative government since you know whenever but i don't know so yes so i'll wait and see what actually comes out of this this week but that does seem to be what's being sneaked into the news cycle wednesday i mentioned last week that um that the plan was at some point to go and see the the new Bond movie, which hasn't worked into this week. We'll probably move into work into next week. Um, that's fine. I think it'll still be playing. Um, but we've we're three films in to the Daniel Craig recap. So we've done Casino Royale, we've done Quantum of Solace, and we've done um, Skyfall. Um, and it's nice to watch all three of them in in relatively you know quick succession because it's helping understanding the story arc um i understand as i understand it the, the the final one maybe doesn't complete the story arc but the story arc continues through the final movie so with just spectre to go it will should help join the dots um in that story arc rather than having the however many years in between the last one and and, and the current one um, and what struck me most as I've been watching them again, apart from the fact they're all very enjoyable, um, and um, whilst Quantum of Solace is convoluted in terms of its story, um, it's still it's still an okay thing to you know to watch, and 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 it still has its moments, and there's still some nice set pieces in it. It's certainly the weakest of the bunch, but it's not quite as bad as I think some people have had a go at it for. Um, and I'm still going with Casino Royale as being my favourite so far, as good as Skyfall is. I still think um, Casino Royale is probably my pick of the bunch, um, you know. But the bit I can't get my head around um, is there's lots of mentions to the fact that 
book Bond on a plane, book him a plane to here, here's your tickets, here's your passport, book all of which is fine. I'm just wondering where the special entrance is through the um, through the airport security that allows you to take a firearm through. Because there's no suggestion that he has any form of special dispensation. And the last time I looked at the things that you could take on a plane, you know, you can't take matches, you can't take a lighter, you can't take nail scissors. I'm pretty sure that list also included firearms. But yet, wherever he pops up, he always seems to have that Walther in his pocket, ready to ready to go. Now, I suppose if I'm going to stretch the reality of a Bond movie, there's probably lots of places to start before working out the mechanics of how he gets his you know, his handgun through airport security. But it's just intrigued me a little bit this week, only because if our security services at the airports in the UK are so bad, then I'm a little bit concerned about the next time we get on a flight. Um, so anybody who knows how he does that, I'd be, I'd be, I mean, I can, I can almost live with that that his ability to move almost from continent to continent in in the shortest possible time frame. And the other thing is, how much luggage does he take? I mean, he went to Shanghai in uh, in in Skyfall, and he arrives wearing a suit, and then he's got a tux, and then he's got something else on. And I'm thinking, how how do you pack us at, sh- at such short notice? Because he always looks fairly dapper. I mean, he's always looking fairly impressive. I mean, it's got to be multiple pairs of shoes. I think I used to try and work out how I could do trips on the bare minimum number of shoes. I'd mess about with my outfits just because I hadn't got room for three or four pairs of shoes in my bag. So I'm not quite sure how he's doing all that as well. Um, if there are some MI6 tips to to packing, and it, and it must be more than rolling your trousers, then I'd, I'd, be, I'd be intrigued to know. <laughs> All I can say is hashtag gifted. Um, so I was at an event, uh, which I told you about a couple of weeks ago. And whilst it was the, I was at the event, I uh, I was chatting to uh, two people I've known quite a while, um, Trevor and Lisa, who own a company called Sontronics, which is a microphone manufacturer, a UK-based uh, microphone manufacturer that, that designs and builds products over here. And, um, and we got talking um about podcasting and we got talking about um the fact that they'd sent jason who i do the 942 podcast with a a, a microphone and i said he'd been very touched by that and I, I teased him somewhat about being an influencer um and then we got into a conversation about the corona diaries podcast that obviously i do with steve uh, h marillion and trevor's face lit up because they have a microphone called a Corona, uh, and it's an absolutely beautiful um, microphone. It's 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 got a real kind of forties retro, very retro design with this kind of circular shock mount, and then this sort of capsule that sits in the middle. So the kind of thing, if you you know you you can't hold in your hand necessarily, but you would walk up and speak into in the the way they did the old radio broadcasts or the old. Uh, you know, sort of um, um, 
sort of uh, singers, the, the band singers, uh, in sort of those kind of big band and swing things. And and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And bless them, they, they sent me one. They've sent me one and they're going to send one to Steve as well. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've recorded this podcast with this. What I'm, it's what I'm um, speaking into now. And uh, I'm, I shall put a photo up on Instagram because it is an absolute thing of uh, of beauty. So, um, so that feeling that Jace had about being, you know, about being an influencer, I've kind of, I've got the same feeling too. And it's, uh, it didn't half raise a smile because I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it a little bit. We'd had the conversation as you do at these kind of things, and I kind of forgotten about it. And the next thing, this parcel turns up. And you know, and this absolutely beautiful microphone um, w- was in it. So um, I've, I've, you know, I uh, I've got a used quite a few mics in my time. Got a lot of time for this kind of this kind of thing. But as a as a piece of design, it's just absolutely breathtaking. I'm really really knocked out knocked out with it. So thank you, uh, thank you, Trev. Thanks, Lisa. I think you've done an incredible job on on the whole thing, not just the mic, the packaging, the whole thing. I think it looks fantastic. And uh, and I and I can't thank you enough. And yeah, hashtag gifted. Friday. So looping back to where we started, um, the the information's out today um, about the fact that one in seventy people in private households now have got COVID. Um, or currently have COVID, which I guess is is what you get if you take the forty thousand a day and times it by the amount of days that most people have it for. So I guess you know seventy seven, sorry, ten lots of of, of forty thousand, so four hundred thousand, whatever it might be. Whether that's one in seventy, I don't know how that actually works out. Seems a little bit low in terms of population to me, but whatever. That's the kind of figure they're saying people are uh, who have you know it's one in seventy people have got COVID. It's one in fifteen people who attend a high school. Um, and obviously, the reason why that's now very, very relevant um, is uh, is back to the twelfth of October. Um, you know, it, and, and that's a truly startling statistic. If one in fifteen kids in high school in in England has has COVID, that seems remarkably high. But if that's the case and that's the figure, then that's then that's right. Um, I'll I'll you know I'll have to do a bit more research to see if that is an accurate representation or whether there's any caveats. And of course, it's a relatively small. You know, you're talking you're talking um, a, a relatively small group there. So you're talking 11 through to 16. It's a very small part of the population. But even so, um, you know, to say that you know that's I guess two in every class is is currently in two in every class. In every year group, in every high school in the country, um, people are, are, are away with with COVID. So um, that really does get quite worrying now with regard to this twelfth of October date and whether it'll be introduced into the short household before we actually get a chance to go and get on a plane and enjoy enjoy that 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 week's holiday. Um, it. I was thinking before I started whether I could do an episode without mentioning. Covid or Brexit, um, and and I'm clearly not capable of doing it. Apart from when I do a special kind of thing where I theme an episode, I'm actually not capable really of doing an episode that doesn't mention one of those two two things. And this is 18 months now. This has been going on. 
you know, however many episodes of this were on, 90-something. I wonder how many of those 90 I haven't mentioned um, COVID or Brexit. Probably not very many. Uh, I'll have to try and do better. But then it's still there, isn't it? It's still dominating the cycles. Um, you know, you. I don't think it's unfair to link HGV driver shortages, petrol shortages, empty shelves or any of these things, at least in some part, to the complications of leaving the you know, our closest and biggest trading block for the last 40 years. So um, the consequences are going to rumble on for quite a while, which means they are going to be there and in the in the public consciousness. And of course, COVID's not gone anywhere either. Um, maybe this is part down to this huge gamble that we've taken um, to effectively say it's not there anymore, it's finished, it's gone. But at the same time, have the highest rates in Western Europe of people currently with a disease and the highest death rate. It's not even as if anybody's catching up anytime soon. So I guess we're going to end up talking about it because when what we're not doing is learning to live with it. What we're doing is we're, we're pretending it's, it's not there and almost never happened, which of course a virus won't take much in the way of notice of. Um, Wow, that got down very quick, didn't it? I didn't mean, didn't mean that to happen, really. Let's let's change the tack. It's a nice weekend. The weather's looking good for the next couple of days. It's certainly been warm today. I think it's going to be warm over the weekend. Um, a great opportunity to give the lawn one more cut if 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 that is your if that is your wish, and that's certainly going to be happening um, around here um, tomorrow. So let's leave it on a nice weekend and an opportunity to cut the lawn. Um, take care. Stay safe. I'll speak to you next week. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production